720 WGN. One of the big headlines today says Biden probably can't stop a strike against the big three car makers. The union friendly president is under pressure to back pay demands, but big three car giants are crucial for his green transition. The UAW strike is set for midnight. Ed Maher is with us. You hear him as co-host of the Workers Mike on Sunday mornings. Ed, does it look like it's going to happen or will it be like the rail strike where it will be averted at the last minute? Good afternoon, Lisa. Um, It appears by all accounts that this is going to happen uh, at midnight. and It's a pretty historic event because it'll be the first time that uh, there's a simultaneous labor stoppage against all three of the big three automakers. Um, But yeah, by all accounts right now, it looks like this is uh, this is going to happen at midnight. 140,000 members of the United Auto Workers Union, but they said it's going to cost the U.S. economy billions of dollars. Tell me how it hits all of us. So they said that a a 10-day strike could cost the big three automakers around $5 billion. Now, in the last couple of years, the union has said that these three automakers uh, have profited uh, in excess of about a quarter trillion dollars. That's $250 billion. Um, If the strike goes on, uh, in the morning, the union has said that it will take place at strategic locations. It won't be a walkout at every location. Uh, but there are a couple of large UAW facilities around Chicagoland uh, that could be impacted. Now, one of the criticisms that's coming from the auto industry is that this will drive up car prices. Um, but the UAW president, Sean Fain, has responded numerous times saying that uh, in the last four years, U.S. auto prices have already gone up 30%, um, and CEO pay over that time has gone up by more than 40%, uh, including General Motors president or CEO Mary Barra, who's uh, making nearly $30 million a year. So these, uh, the right now the the manufacturers, and that is uh, Ford, GMC, and uh, or GM and Stellantis, which is you know more commonly known as Dodge and Ram and uh, Chrysler. Um, they're offering between 17 to 20 percent over four years, and uh, right now the union's proposal looks more like a 20 percent increase upon ratification of a contract, and then five percent annual cost of living rate, uh, increases. Um, but the the starting wage for these jobs right now is about 18 dollars an hour, and then the average wage for a UAW employee is around 28 dollars an hour. So. What they're trying to do is get that up closer to about $32 per hour uh, for an average employee in these manufacturing plants. Uh, so the, the dollar amounts here, these are good jobs, but um, it, it, it seems that the, the manufacturers are trying to kind of make the workers seem very greedy or, you know, fat cats, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and these dollar amounts just don't really back that up. But uh, the union is, is pushing for cost of living increases they want to try to restore a defined benefit pension uh, system that was suspended back in 2007. Uh, they want to implement cost of living adjustments, but then also uh, stop using temporary workers, which is something that all these uh, auto manufacturers have been doing a lot of, uh, you know, in an effort to, uh, to to bring in talent at the lowest possible price to do this work. And And, and back to the benefit package, I understand that there's, some kind of system in place that pays some workers less and better retirement benefits for other UAW members who aren't covered by pensions. Is that one of the big issues for people in the union? So I think, um, you know, after the Great Recession, a system was implemented in a lot of industries, but also in the uh, in the auto industry where 
um, the the we call them sort of legacy employees, I suppose, but workers who had a benefit, a defined benefit program, a pension plan, uh, as you'd commonly know it, um, that was cut off, and any employees who would start after a certain day would be on more of a 401k style plan. Uh, now, what that does eventually is it creates a two-tier system of employees. Uh, employers in all industries do this pretty regularly. And basically, the, the legacy employees retire, uh, and um, you know they, they'll do layoffs or buyouts or whatever, and then you wind up having a younger, sort of low-wage, lower-wage workforce. Um, so what the UAW is trying to do is, uh, is get back to this uh, defined benefit pension plan for all of its employees to eliminate the second tier. Um, now, the industry is saying that that may be a bargaining chip because reinstating a defined benefit pension plan is is very very difficult but uh you know we'll uh i guess we'll find out in the days to come if uh if that's something that's you know being seriously considered or if that's going to be a major factor in the strike what do you think it'll take to avert the strike so it doesn't go into effect at midnight i mean are people at the table Um, are they really there honestly trying to work this through you know it's from the public statements that both sides are making it sounds like they're both ready for the strike i would imagine that there's some dialogue back and forth but you know, um, I've I've seen a lot of strikes in the construction industry uh, this year. There have been more than 200 strikes across the country. It's a it's the busiest year for strikes in generations, I would say. Um, and if uh, if I was betting on it, I would say that this is probably going to happen in the morning. Um, now, the employers, as I said, have offered between 17 and 20 percent over four years. Currently, the union is looking at a number that's closer to 40 percent. Now, again, that's not all wages. Um, benefits play into that, and then that initial bump of the the uh, the average uh, pay from twenty eight hours to thirty two dollars. So if they're between twenty and forty percent, you know they're they're not extremely far apart. So uh, you know the hope is that they can continue talking and uh, get back to the table and figure out something that's fair. Um, but these uh, you know these manufacturers are relying on these workers, and they're also bringing in. Uh, new battery plants. A lot of these battery plants are being built by automakers backed by federal incentives and federal subsidies. And uh, those programs were implemented by the federal government to try to benefit workers, to try to push up wages, to create good jobs. Uh, so I think the position of the federal government and President Biden is, you know, do right by these workers. These are American manufacturing jobs. We've got to protect good jobs in America. Um, so we'll uh, we'll have to see you know how the uh, how the next few hours play out. But if uh, if the strike is called at midnight, then uh, you know the UAW has promised a strategic strike, the likes of which these automakers have not seen before. So it'll be interesting to see you know what facilities they they go out at, and uh, you know what the immediate response of uh, of these automakers will be. Thank you so much for joining us, Ed. You'll be on Sunday morning, right? You better believe it. All right. Ed Maher, you'll hear him on the workers' mic Sunday morning at 8 o'clock. Somebody sent in a text and said, I'm no fortune teller, but this UAW strike is setting up Biden for a lone ranger role to the rescue. Pathetic. Uh, Somebody else said unions are driving inflation. Come on. Um, Everybody's got a different opinion on it. But what we do know is that if the UAW workers strike against the big three, it will impact Many people in this state, Michigan, of course, hit the worst, but Illinois is on the top 10 list of states that will be impacted greatly by this strike. The news is next. Lauren's in for Steve, and she's got it on the way on 720 WGN. Lisa Dent, WGN.